Ready for a special offer on a print subscription to Premier Guitar? Visit shop.premierguitar.com now and use this coupon, PODCAST15. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-1-5 to get 15% off a one-year subscription to our in-depth coverage of your favorite artists and the coolest new gear. Offer valid in U.S. only. No Wi-Fi required. What's up, everybody? This is Perry with Premier Guitar here in Birmingham, talking to the guys from Jimmy Eat World. I'm very excited about this. Um, this is awesome, man. I've been a huge fan for a long time, so I really appreciate you guys oh, taking thanks. the time. Thanks. Um, and we actually have a bunch of, I, I posted on Facebook earlier, we have a slew of cool questions, but I guess we'll probably start with the guitars. I know they yeah. have a sig signature, and that's are it, you, is that it, your number one? It kind of all starts with guitars, doesn't it? I guess so, yeah. Yeah. So Fender used to be kind of down the road from us in, in Arizona. They moved to California, but but it used to be down the road from us, and um, got a lot. Of, had some buddies in town that worked for them, and um, I'd been playing a Telecaster every once in a while, but mainly I was playing Les Pauls. Right. My buddy's like, "Hey, we got this new model we're working on. You should check it out. You know, I think you might like it." And it was a um, it was a model called the TA90, which is a double cutaway um, glued-on neck with uh, with P90s. Cool. And I was trying it. And uh, I kept coming back with feedback for him, like, you know, it'd be rad if, like, the, the toggle switch was up here by the horn, and, you know, it had separate, if it was, like, Les Paul set up for, like, tone and volume. He's like, why don't we just do a custom guitar then? I was like, okay. Twist my arm. Right. And they, we, we, in working on it, we realized that they don't have, it fit what we were talking about doing. They didn't really have anything else that was doing that, so we just, they, they took it into production and it became my signature model. How cool is that, man? I know, the, the, uh, the eighth grader kid in me, the eighth grader What's metal that? kid in me who, you know, collected guitar world and guitar for the practicing musician was just like, mind blown. Mind blown. Totally. So yeah, this is it. This is the JA90. Look at that. From Fender, which is my signature model. Wow. That thing looks like a tuxedo. It's beautiful. Yeah, this is a, this is a custom paint job I had for, for this tour. I wanted to do something different, but I mean, so really, yeah, so it's Seymour Duncan P90s, and, and it's a Gibson scale neck. Ah, so it's not the 25-inch, like, normal Fender scale. Right, right. right. Okay. It's sort of like, it's kind of the hybrid between a Les Paul and a Telecaster, basically. Um, yeah, you know, separate volume sure, it's tone. Like a for, LP setup it's, pretty, it's pretty simple. Um, and my signature is back here. So cool. The only difference between this, what I play on stage, and what I've recorded the last maybe two and a half albums with is just from from where you from going to a music shop and buying one off the shelf is basically I have 13 gauge strings oh you play but, heavy strings yeah wow. but everything else is exactly the same copy that I know, I know a lot of people have like signature models and they don't play it it's just right. like kind of like a you know but you you, you could literally take one right off of the yeah the if I put if I, if I put well you know every piece of wood sounds a little sure, bit different course, yeah. but like in theory I could just put 13s on something off the wall and it'd be exactly what I play. Now 13's because you feel like it's uh, like tonally better or is it like you just have crazy monstrous hands or like? <laughs> yeah, I think tonally better. I think what, what got me into playing Telecasters to, as like a side thing from Les Pauls was I tried one that um, a buddy had set up with, with 12 gauge strings. 
And I was like, oh, oh I get it now. Cool. Yeah. It was sort of like, it just made the jangliness tougher. And I really liked how that, that sounded for some certain things. And now it's, it's basically all I play. Very cool. Like almost like you have to fight for it a little bit or something, or is it? Yeah, a little bit. And I played a lot of acoustic guitar. I was gonna say. So this kind of like an it just player? feels like the same. It it just you know I go I go back and forth and it, it feels the same to me. So all right, next question, P90s. Why? What? How did you get turned on to P90s? Like that was just what was in the 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 earlier prototype model that I was trying, and I really liked that, so I wanted to keep that a similar thing. Cool. Because I think like just the a little bit tougher than what the the standard Telecaster configuration is like, but more open, more kind of open feeling, jangly and open feeling than, than what, um, you know, like a Les Paul humbucker does. Do you feel like it's like, um, like a little more oomph than a Telecaster single Yeah, and, 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 and um, it's a little more oomph. A cer yeah, it's funny when you try to like verbalize these, you, these ah, terms so of just, yeah. you know, it's a little more <laughs> this thing. Yeah. yeah. It's very cool. So. This, is this your number one for this tour? This is the one. Yeah, you're this is the one I've been playing as like the main guitar, and then I have a backup, which is identical. Or? Yeah, it's identical except it's just uh, you know a different finish. Copy that. Gotcha. This guy here, it was just like the natural one. That's so cool looking. It's pretty rad. And why? The, <laughs> I'm pretty lucky. <laughs> did, did the prototype? Uh, or the one that you know came before this did it was it chambered as well or is that something that you requested? yeah yeah it was a, it was a double cutaway chambered and I just kind of, I just kind of kept the elements that I liked of it and um, changed the ones that I thought would be more functional sure yeah that's cool it's very yeah. very neat that's awesome it's really like you know my 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 concept was it, it what do you need and what's just ex makes it more expensive right you know because I figured. Maybe this is, you know, it might not be anyone's first guitar, but it could definitely be someone's second guitar. Right, it's like a player's guitar for yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Yeah, not like binding and crazy stuff, but yeah. it has kind of what you need. And then I guess you're playing a little acoustic as well. Yeah. The acoustic guitars I play are uh, by an Australian company named Maiden. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Tommy E, right? Tommy Emmanuel plays Maiden, doesn't Yeah, he? you know, it's it's not you don't see it very much in America, but but some people are really really into it. Um, their electric guitars are great too. Oh no kidding. But I just um, what is it about this that you'd prefer over like a Martin or the thing? I, I mean, this guy was a, this is a prototype that um, I found in their factory when we were on, on tour in Australia. Um, their factory is based out of Melbourne, and we went and visited it, and I just picked this thing up off the shelf and it was like, oh, you know, I think like when electronics are built into a guitar, an acoustic, there's just something about it. It's not as cool. It doesn't sound as good. You, you know, the same model with electronics versus, you know, without it just, to me, it doesn't sound the same. It doesn't feel the same, but this was like the first thing I picked up and just naturally it sounded great and it had electronics good. built into it. So I, I begged and pleaded with them for, to let, me, up. Yeah, <laughs> for let me take it. That's awesome. So and it still has like, backup? I got this. Yeah, that's just a, a backup. I think this model is the uh, 808. Cool. And um, it's a, you know, the, I guess, concert, grand concert kind of style body. This wood is uh, an indigenous to Australia wood called bunya. Bunya. That's interesting. Bunya. Yeah, they've, I've, I've seen a lot of matons with like really, really strange wood selection. So that's pretty yeah. cool. Does it sound like, does it feel like a spruce top maybe? Or like, does it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, that might be the closest thing. Cool. Man, that's it's a good a little guitar bit, as well. 
I don't really know about about what what the bunya thing, what the density is compared sure. to like other things, but I, it, it's comparable to like spruce top. Cool. Same thing. kind of yeah. response and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Very very cool. And um, so I guess of these four tellies you have, you're, this is what you're playing live, and they're all kind of yeah, just about identical, right? All the tellies I play are, are basic. I mean, it's all That's like your sig. my yeah. signature model, and they're just um, you know main guitar backup. Uh, on a couple songs, Alternate we tune, tuning, we, yeah, yeah, we tune a half step down, so I have like a, a guitar and a backup for that. It's so funny seeing this with a shorter scale length because it's almost like throwing me off a little bit, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Cool. I mean, that was just like a holdover for me playing Gibsons for so long. It just felt right. Was your first electric a Gibson or Gibson scale? Yeah, the least? first real, the first real guitar I had was um, was uh, yeah a Les Paul, so just, um, a Les Paul Studio. So that just kind of stuck with you that yeah scaling. yeah it just doesn't feel i mean I, I i do play fenders like regular scale neck fenders on on occasion but it's just i don't know for the mu the muscle memory wants it to be this size gotcha gotcha so in the past i've seen you guys a number of times i've seen you for you know as often as it could for the past 10 years and you were playing ac30s in the past yeah and i know that you've changed that a little bit right yeah my started my, my whole my whole philosophy on amps has been um just simple <laughs> and for a long time I was playing just you know guitar into the amp that's it and how I would how I would structure dynamics would be I would set my my, my neck pickup on like two uh -huh. and my bridge pickup on just full so clean and yeah and I would use this to switch in between like that would be the clean versus saturated kind of sound and I would just leave my amp on what sounded good for being loud and just switch with the, the, the pickup selector to get the different tones. Sure. And, um, you know, as I got more into making records and, and effects and stuff, I kind of built up a little pedal board. And then I, at some point I just got sick of river dancing. Totally, you got a lot going and on because you're singing yeah, and playing lead, so it must yeah, be. Yeah, I got sick of river dancing and, you know, okay, uh, no sound. Is it this cable? Is it this right. cable? Is it this cable? Is it this cable? Yeah. You know, like, and then 10 minutes go by and like people are bored and, you know. Totally, yeah. So uh, I went from nothing to a TC Electronics G-Force with a MIDI moose to control it. And that was great because like I sweat a lot. And if I, if I happen to mess up the, or destroy the thing on the ground, it's just the, it's just like the, the controller, it's not the brains of it. Right. So I, I, I like that aspect of, you know, just trying to make, try, trying to like get the, the versatility of, of wanting to use multi effects, but also trying to keep it simple so yeah. that like, you know, functional, working, you know, I'm not a big fan of, of stuff that just looks cool for the, for the sake of it. I'd much rather have something that's going to work live and be, you know, repeatable on a nightly basis. So your approach is almost strictly pragmatic. Yeah. And yeah, I don't I don't care about like how cool the amp grill looks on stage. I, just, right, I, totally. I mean, that's great if you can get that, but it's got to be functional first and foremost. Totally. Yeah. Um and so what what are what are you guys using now? Okay, I've kind of like, <laughs> I've kind of had to alter my simple, keep things simple idea for um, a functional yet extremely versatile setup. Um, so we're using the, the fractal axe effects. 
very cool. That kind of covers all your bases then, right? Yeah. And then yeah, within that, are you trying to model like something as close to your tone as before, or is this something like you kind of just got in there and dialed in something you liked? Well, the whole story goes like this. We were um, making our last album, Integrity Blues, and Ken Andrews from Failure was, was mixing it. And I go over to his place where he was working, and he's like, hey man, check out, you know, check out my setup. And for failure, they're using this, they're using the Axe FX and the RJM foot controllers for all their things. And uh, it just blew my mind. Yeah, it's a lot of yeah. processing power, I was like, man. whoa, okay, like, is it, could we possibly do that? Because using, um, you know, we want to make, we're not really the, we're not really at the, uh, this might be shattering some myths out there, but we're not usually at like the, the arena level of, of um, demand. Gotcha. <laughs> but yeah, we yeah. but we do like big shows. We do small shows. It just really depends. So, you know, we want to try to make a great show in whatever room we're in, and that means like the trade-off has been like cases for amps versus like production for lights and things. Right. And so using the axe effects lets us bring a lot more like production to make like an environment to make like a mood of the club i mean you show up at these places and people have seen how many bands in this room right. and you know we, we really wanted to do something with this tour especially that made it feel a lot more like our own space and so that meant like scaling you know, back yeah on, production yeah so totally. where can we how can we cut room in the in the the, the load for for production and it just kind of made sense that you know, we have everybody on Axe Effects and a couple backups, and that fits into, I think, like four Pelican cases. Yeah, I was going to say, that's not a huge footprint. Yeah. And no cabs. You guys are all in-ears, right? Yeah, no cabs cool. and no cabs on stage. It's kind of wacky, I know, but, but I felt like, why put dummy cabs on stage? Right, it's just extra room in the truck. It's extra room, and really, like, I think... The, 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 the technology now, I think, is, is good enough to where it's, it's, it's negligible. Negligible? There we go. That's what right. I'm going to say. Like, the average person is not going to either notice the difference, especially in a live setting, right? Yeah. Like it's, yeah, you might as well. That's, that's really cool. Well, can we go and take a look at your sure. uh, RJM and see how your control Yeah, everything? yeah, sure, sure. All right, guys, now Jim has been kind enough to strap on a guitar to kind of demo some of these sounds. And we've got Tom to help us understand this because you all, we're running amplifiers as well. And you've, the whole band is on, on Axe Effects now, right? Yeah. And I think you were playing oranges, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah, I was playing an orange Thunderbird 200 watt. 200 watt. And now you guys are Axe Effects and controlling it with masterminds, right? Yes. Cool. And what do you love about this as opposed to like any other controller? Is this just. Um, you know, it, it's, it was kind of overwhelming at first when we, just, when we made the commitment to, to run this way live. Um, on, a, on, a, on a practical level, it wasn't all that different because since about 2005, we've been um, having our mic'd up amps firing not downstage, but like either backward or like hidden because we've been in a constant fight of getting more isolation on stage, sure. especially for vocals. Like if you have a half stack firing at your at your back and you step out of the way, it's just like your vocal mic just gets all, uh, you know, amp. Totally, yeah. It, it, you know, 
and it's, they're just killing the kids up front who, you know, they can't hear the show. They're just getting their face blown off, <laughs> which is cool sometimes, but, you know, we like everybody to hear like a mix of what's going on. So the, the quiet stage wasn't really that big of a deal. Um, but what was kind of a big deal was going back and getting what we want. I mean, you're really not limited by anything except your imagination with what sounds you want to get. So you got to go into it knowing what you want to have. And for us, that meant like um, really structuring things in um, a, a way that just made sense song by song. Well, I think that's where we messed up. In what? And how? Remember our distortion when we were trying to build different amps? I think it's. I think we messed up by not just doing one main sound. Well, we tried doing that for a couple things. I, I think we, no, we started the other way, like just like. We spent one. a lot of time tweaking on our own and then put it together and then had to kind of troubleshoot as we went. It took a long time. Figure out a workflow. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, you can get so ridiculously deep on the axe effects of like parameters and amp and cabinet and effects you really you know and it's not just me it's like how does my sound work with Tom's sure how does uh, our utility player Robin you know what you know just it's and, and then the bass it's like it you really got to work together and 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 um, you know think about those elements too and like stereo functions if all of us are stereo then kind of none of us are stereo <laughs> If we're just building like sweeping kind things and a, yeah. in, in, in a live setting and you have, especially like on a festival setting where your, your stacks of PA might be hundreds of feet apart, kids over here, you know, if you, you want them to hear wah, 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 you don't want them to hear womp, womp, right, right. womp, you know, cause it'll be that drastic if you're hard panning stuff and have, you know, stereo effects that way. So we. We had to kind of take that into consideration and, and, and build sounds that weren't crazy wide with their, um, with their uh, parameters. Um, so yeah, we just went basically song by song with our regular parts that we played and tried to recreate them with the axe effects, like putting effects in line to duplicate that. And um, you know, as we were working there, we discovered other ways you can you know, other, other, other ideas for things. Oh, we, I didn't know you could do this with it. So let's try it like that. And then it became kind of a chicken and the egg thing of like hunting and finding. And, and it took about a solid month and a half of every day. That was the job. Eight hours is, a day. Is eight, almost yeah, eight hours. Yeah. It took us a while. Yeah. Well, I mean, we love playing and messing around with sounds. So it wasn't like it was right. work, but, but it just takes a long time. And um, to get that into a usable uh, you know, a live setting. We used we 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 chose the 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 masterminds from RJM to control it all. Um, this is this is an idea we took from Ken Andrews too. So I don't want to I don't want to seem like I'm some badass to just figure out. If you guys haven't seen the failure rig rundown, you might want to check that out because Ken is awesome. Yeah, and Ken, his approach Ken, to tone is very very interesting. He deserves for sure. credit for most of the things I'm saying right now. So <laughs> I want to give a shout shout out to Ken. But yeah, so. We have it structured where every single song in our catalog has a preset built in on the Axe Effects. And every single song of ours has, uh, you know, that, that correlates to a, um, a preset on the RJM. So you can build a set list and just say, I want it to have, 
you know, this song, this song, this song, this song, and it'll just come up with the parameters that you want song by song with the RJM. Like, I'm starting off with Bleed American here. This is like, you know. So that's that. And, you know, then I get to the, the, the lead section here and I have it programmed in here like this. With RJMs, you can make any button do anything you want. Um, and so we structured it like, um, you know, like sections of, sections of the song. Like each button kind of, if there's a, 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 a change that happens, that's, that's reflected in switching um, one of the buttons down there. So you just kind of like work your way through the song. So these buttons are per just Bleed American right now, right? Yeah. So when the yeah. song changes, you'll have a different set yeah, of so maybe Yeah, so I get through, yeah, so okay. then it goes into I Will Steal You Back. Well, and dang, that really simplifies stuff for you, especially if you're singing. And yeah, so this is like, this button right here is the intro and, and verse bit for I Will Steal You Back, which is just like, you know. And it goes to the chorus, which is. Um, and those, I have it set up so those are scenes okay. on the axe effects. So this is scene one, and this, the, the chorus would be scene two. The lead would be scene three. That's all I really need for that particular song. Sure. I mean, what we're doing is really scratching the tip of the iceberg with what both of these things are capable of. Um, and then so, you know, I just go through the next song. And I've, 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 I've programmed these buttons to be the things I want. You know, this, this, this engages the tuner on the axe effects and comes up there Handy. so I can use that. Yeah, totally. yeah. essential. Um, then if Zach throws in a different song. Yeah, so like. Yeah, I, I guess I, that was going to be my next question is, do you have a static set list every single night? Is it the same no. set list? Or is no, it, it changes okay. around. We, we reprogram these things with the set list for everybody every night. What's that take? How long like, does that take? I think five minutes. You, you oh, plug like, like nothing. Okay. Yeah, cool. you just plug like a USB into the, the RJMs and upload the set list that you as want. As long as it would take you to write it out or yeah. something. Yeah. But I mean, I have like, so let's say that there's, these are all, th these, this is a preset that is specific for like big casino. Um, but say something goes haywire and we need to throw in a song that we weren't planning on doing, I can um, use this button here to go, which brings up an alternate, an alternate set of, uh, of uh, yeah, so I click on my Swiss Army, which, which sends it to a different preset, which is basically like a normal amp. I got like a Marshall thing that I'm modeling, and these are set up to be like a foot pedal. Sure, like, just like an effects pedal. Yeah, right? I mean you can you can Drives you can set away, this yeah. up so you can set this up so it's just you know brainless, and this turns on and off the the drive. This turns on and off the delay, or I can have you know a bunch of stuff happening. And then, okay, we did that. I want to go back to, um, I want to go back to the song I was on, Big Casino, and then we move to the next song and. Boom, you right know, back in there. Yeah, that's, that's so right cool. there. So, it's pretty nuts. Now, your first night on stage with these, did it, was it freaky Not at all? Yeah. Did it totally throw you off or yeah. what? I can't even imagine. We did, we did like a, we did like a kind of warm-up show for just like friends, friends family, and, and cool. that was our trial run, and it seemed to work pretty well. 
That's awesome. Yeah. So far, we haven't had anything go wrong with them. Knock, knock, knock. Yeah, I mean, I think we've had the power go off that that would happen with the amps. Sure. So yeah. are you guys using this as a volume or as a, an ex, an, a some sort of controller for expression? You know, yeah, like I mean, you can do, <laughs> I mean, like I, like, like I said, um, you know, it's, it, it's, an ex, it's an, a pure expression pedal. You can have it be a wah it's or a volume. Kind of parameter. You can have yeah. it control a particular parameter. Can you change it per song? Yeah, yeah it so can be cool. anything you want for any song or like, yeah, I think even within, even within um, scenes on the Axe Effects, you can have it do different things. And you can set up the RGM like buttons to do that. Like, you know, if I'm switching uh, for like, If You Don't, Don't, which is one of our Bleed American songs, I have like the intro bit. And on the record, it does like a filter sweep that goes from high to low. And I have a, a one of these buttons here that's programmed to disengage that. So, so yeah. So cool. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty wild. But I mean, like going up to. Just don't hit that, Jim. Yeah. Don't, watch button? out. Yeah, don't hit it's a super high. You gotta, you gotta mean it if you're hitting the Satan button. Yeah. Satan. So, yeah. So, so yeah, for this song, you know. It, my, my main tone is just like a clean thing. But there's a section of the song where, there's a section of it where it goes from very pretty to all hell breaking loose. And I have that set up on the, the uh, expression pedal here to, to, control the, so can to control the parameter of it. So Man, that's so fun. Yeah, I mean, it's really just days of endless fun. Yeah. We're, every day we're still learning something up, new. Yeah, coming up on stage and messing with our sound. Have you guys had much time practicing or writing since you had this rig? Not really. I mean, we've we got it uh, up and running and then just started on this tour and we've been. Uh, the reason I ask is I imagine that it could be like a super inspiring. I mean, I think good gear should be inspiring. I mean, when you play a great guitar it should inspire yeah. some stuff you know and this obviously it's almost like an endless palette you know what i mean yeah, like, yeah. i mean it's 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 yeah you, you pick up a new bit of gear and you write a song right, <laughs> because, yeah. because like you're messing around with it but um yeah i mean you can it's really limitless cool and are you guys modeling different amps or like are you were you going for something that was kind of like your your orange or we started out we started out going like one for one with what our, our real amp collection was like. And after time, after learning things about like what, you know, what sounds you might like, uh, you start just going for other things too. Sure. You start, and you start exploring, you know? Of course, like, yeah, why wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. I found that like switching out the cabinets on the, on the Axe FX is almost as, as, as a, a big difference as switching out the amps. Yeah, wow, no kidding. The cabinet simulation yeah. has obviously lots of different options and speaker configurations, I'm guessing. Yeah. Cool. How neat, man. That's so cool. Well, guys, I really, really appreciate this. Jim, thanks for taking the time, man. Yeah, uh, of course. We're going to go talk to Tom about guitars over here and uh, I'm going to hang, have a good time at the show. I really appreciate it. All right, Tom, thanks for talking Axe Effects and all this fun geek stuff with me. And uh, no problem. now we're here at your guitars. And it looks like you're playing 
a lot of Gibby stuff yeah, here. Yeah. Yep. Um, this is kind of the main guitar that I use. Um, this is a 93 Gibson SG. Um, first guitar that I actually started playing when we started hitting the road, but this is, isn't the actual guitar. The one broke, but... Um, was it also like a 93? Like something yeah, it was a 93, sure, yeah. yeah. So I tried to just kind of get the same guitar, but it doesn't sound the same, totally. but it's, now, it's, still, it's still good. Are, is this Gibson stuff intentional? So you guys have like a bit of a difference in sound? No, I mean, yeah, different sure. in sound, yeah. different, yeah, sounds that we're going for, um, but... Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Is this stock? I mean, is yeah. This one's yeah. This one's stock. Um, this guy though. Yes. This is my other guitar. This is um, tuned to C sharp, and this is a Gibson Challenger. That is very cool. I've never actually seen one of these. That's so yeah. Neat. It's something that I saw on eBay, and I didn't play it. And what year is it? It's a uh, '83. So the checking is awesome. I don't know if the camera can see that. I'll try to get a good picture for you guys. But but this is something I did kind of rig up. I put some uh, Gibson Burstbucker Pro oh, pickups yeah. in here. I still have the other pickups somewhere. What do you love about the Burstbucker in that? That is. I just like it. Just has a really full tone, and with kind of with Jim and I with our playing styles, like I'm kind of doing more of like the rhythm stuff. Sure. So I kind of I'm want looking for yeah, like a fuller, yeah. like beefier sound. Sure. And so. So this Challenger, I mean, obviously aesthetically looks really close to a Les Paul. Um, is there a huge difference? Do you feel like there's a difference? I mean, it looks a little skinnier. You know what, when I was doing research about this, I guess it's old parts from Gibson that they would throw together to make these cheap guitars. Oh, wow. And, but I mean, it, it sounds just as good as this guy right here. Um, you know, I don't really know. <laughs> what it's it so is cool. but yeah it's it's an awesome guitar yeah man. just for being like a thrown together spare parts, parts kind at of the, a parts guitar yeah. yeah really like a bolt on and stuff yeah. right is it yeah totally yeah wow crazy that's uh i've heard of them but that's the first time i've seen one how neat and they're they're cheap yeah like like what did, what did you pay for that if you don't mind uh, 300 bucks get out yeah. really yeah and my uh, guitar tech was just looking at them and saw one for 500 bucks but, so yeah they're just little cheapy guitars that do you guys find yourself doing that like checking the craigslist and the towns that you yeah, play over yeah, here yeah. that's awesome going to music stores and, and then Black Les Paul yeah this is a 76 les paul <laughs> yeah and this is kind of the backbreaker guitar oh, that boy. i have it's beautiful and this is what i use mainly in the studio too no kidding um, yeah so I'm guessing you're not doing a whole lot of switching. Yeah. Yeah, you just, just like leave it on. Yeah, yeah because on. I'm. And is this stock? I'm Did you... really clumsy, and I tend to hit the. Dude, pickup. that's the every Les Paul style guitar I have. I have to tape it because yeah. I will All right. jump around and I hit thought it. Thought it was like... just me. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, and is this all stock? Did you change pickups? Yeah, this is all stock. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. How did? Where, where did you find it? Is this something you found on like eBay or something? eBay. No kidding. Yeah. Whoo! Is that scary? It's kind of scary. Never having played the guitar and then... Yeah, it's kind of scary. Like especially I've, something like this? I've gotten kind of lucky, you know, buying these, but awesome. I've had a couple that have been pretty bad, too. It happens. I guess yeah. that's kind of the, yeah. the risky run there. And is this like a TV yellow or is the light just weird in here? No, this is, yeah, it's a TV yellow. Um, this is a special, also a 93. And this guitar... Not this exact guitar, but we were recording uh, Chase This Light with John Fields, um, the producer, and he had one of these, and it just sounded so good, and so I got one, but... Just, it, like, gotta have one. But it doesn't sound like it's good as <laughs> Is it not even close? <laughs> it's not even close. <laughs> Is it the pretty yeah. much the same specs? I mean, same pickups? I think so, yeah. So it's just weird that, I guess, you know, 
I don't know what it is, but. How do, does it throw your ear at all switching from uh, humbuckers to P90s or not at all? Um, it definitely sounds different, but it doesn't, yeah, it's nothing that like. Are like, all right, with the uh, Axe Effects, I've never played one live. Can you, did the pickups have the same like response that they would through an amplifier? Or is it a little less? It's a little different. I think with the P90s, I'm usually turning the output a little bit higher. Sure. Um, to match the humbuckers. Gotcha. Yeah. But, and this is tuned to open E. Is that like a one song kind of guitar? Wait. That one is, yeah. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> well, that's really cool, man. That's awesome. Yeah, so. And then a little double cut action. Yeah, and this one is, I think I got this in 2001. Very cool. Yeah, so this is the backup, and I just like this because it's nice and light. Light, sure. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, it also sounds really good. This sounds better than this guy. All so, stock again. Yep. Yeah, nothing too crazy. Man, that's, a, that's an interesting setup. It's like all tellies over here, all yeah, you know, and it's just over here. This is just what I started, you know, when we started touring and... Love that you still, playing out. still yeah. have it with you. That's yeah. really cool. And then you, you were mentioning recording. I mean, you use the SG when you're recording, right? The SG, I don't really use that much. Like, oh, I'll use, like, I'll use, well, I'll use, of course. This, this yeah. is like my main, yeah, recording guitar that I use. But I mean, also, like, just anything that's laying around, like, you know, try it out. Fender, sure. yeah. Might sound yeah. good. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, man, I can't tell you how much we appreciate you guys taking the time. Yeah, thanks um, for taking you know. the time to interview us. Hey, we're, we're fans. I'm sure, you know, if you're watching this, you're probably a fan. If not, definitely check out the new record um, and tune into Premier Guitar for more rig rundowns, you know, lessons, all kinds of fun stuff. Thanks a lot, guys. See you later. Don't forget to sign up for PG Perks, your all-access pass to exclusive gear giveaways and discounts on PremierGuitar.com.